Hey, welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons, and we are so glad to have you with us today here in the House of Faith. Since the beginning of this year, we have been in a series and going with some direction the Lord gave us about this year, and we're calling it Crossroads. And one of the reasons we call it that, and one of the reasons we're talking about it, is because that's where I believe we are right now in our lives and in this ministry. But I know many of you watching this broadcast, there are people all over the world who are seeing this right now, and you're in the same place. You're at an intersection. You're at a crossroad, a place where the paths meet. And that's a place where decisions have to be made about what direction you're going in, which direction you're going to take. And I'm so thankful that the Bible says in Proverbs chapter one that that's where the wisdom of God is crying out to us. And I'm so grateful that God did not hide his wisdom in some faraway place. He didn't put it at the top of some mountain somewhere where you had to climb and find it. No, he put his wisdom, Proverbs says, out in the street in the markets, and in the intersections, these places where the paths meet and a change in direction takes place. That's where we are right now, and that's why we're talking about this. And I believe there are many of you, again, who are in the exact same place. You need to hear the voice of the wisdom of God crying out to you, turn here, turn here. But a part of that is being open to correction. That's what I want to get into in these broadcasts today, because your direction is tied to His correction. Watch this, you'll be blessed. Proverbs chapter one again. Bearing all this in mind, listen again to what he says. We know where wisdom's crying out. We know who wisdom is talking to, verse 22, the simple ones. Now verse 23, listen to what wisdom says. And this shouldn't surprise you knowing where wisdom is. What's the first word of verse 23? What does wisdom say? Turn. Turn. Where do you turn? In the intersection. That's what you do there. Turn, wisdom says, at my rebuke. Let's talk a little bit about this word and this whole concept of turning. There are many people, <clears throat> sadly, I would probably say most people who have completely missed the turn. And what's really sad is there are many believers, many Christians, who at some point in life missed the turn. And you've missed a turn before. I've missed a turn, naturally speaking, driving. There are a number of reasons somebody would miss a turn. And I did, I talked some about this on some previous broadcasts, but the Lord just said, do it again, do it again. And I want to bring this up again and find out what is it that's causing people to miss the turn. And when we talk about this, you got to understand why. It's because of how critically important it is to be on the right road, to be on the right path. You could go through any number of scriptures and say, here in the book of Proverbs, there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end is death. That's in more than one place in the book of Proverbs. The book of Psalms talks to us about the path of life. So you've got the path of death. You've got the path of life. At that intersection, how many of you know it's important to make the right turn? Yes. If one path is death and the other is life, you want to be on the right one. Well, um, Psalm 65, 11, the psalmist said, your paths drip with abundance. So there's a prosperous path. 
There's a path to prosperity. There is a path that prosperity is on. And if there's a prosperous path, you better believe that there's also a path that's full of poverty and lack and shortage. And at that intersection, you want to hear wisdom going, turn, 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 turn. You want to turn. It's so important that you and I are found at all times on the right path, going the right way. And what's so important and what will ensure that we're on the right road is heeding the voice of wisdom when wisdom's going, turn here, turn here, turn here. And yet people are ending up miles down the road, if you will, in life. And at some point years later, they look up and go, was I supposed to turn somewhere? Where am I? Did I miss a turn somewhere? And there's a number of reasons. I don't know them all. Uh, I've got a list of a few of them. I'll start on them some tonight. I don't think we could get to all of it. But the word of God helped you identify why somebody would miss their turn and how to keep from it. Anybody interested in this? You want to know? You want to know how to be on the path of life and not death? The path of abundance and not lack? Absolutely. One of the big reasons I believe people miss their turn spiritually, you see it right here before you even get to the end of the first line. Wisdom says in verse 23, turn at my rebuke. Now we talked last month about the word of the Lord that came to us at the beginning of this year and said course correction. And I'm beginning to see some of the things that he was talking to us about. And uh, the more I think about it, the more I realize this is the scripture that backs that up. A course correction is one that you make while in progress. So in other words, you've already started. And starting's a good thing. To arrive at your destination or your destiny, starting is important. It's critical. It's critical to the process that you start. I'll quote Brother Keith who says, if you don't start where you are, you'll stay where you are. So starting is Very important. But just as important as it is to start, it's also important to be open to corrections along the way. I was thinking about it tonight. You know, our house is not that far from here. And I I looked it up. And if I were to draw a line on the compass, almost like you were going to fly to my house from here. Am I? Somebody help me. I'm, I'm facing north right now, right? Okay. So our house is somewhere around zero to five, something like that. Zero to somewhere in there. So if you're flying, you're going north and just a little east, right? But I don't fly home from here. I get in the car and I drive. Now, there are many people who will tell you the quickest way between two points is what? Straight line. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get in the car and I'm going to get home quick. So I'm going to go in a straight line from here to my house. Not only will I not get there quickly, I won't get there at all. I've got to be willing to make some turns. And there will probably be a time or two in the process that I go a direction that could be opposite of where I'm trying to eventually go. But if just out of my dogged determination and stubbornness and hard-headedness and hard-heartedness, if that's a word, I just decide, well, my house is that way and I'm going that way. Folks, I'm not making it out of the driveway. How many turns do you suppose there are 
between here and there. I'm going to look 15 minutes from here. Turn after turn after turn after turn. All of these things are course corrections. They're corrections that you make along the way. And one of the reasons people miss the turn is because they don't like to be told. They don't like to be told where to go. They don't like to be told, make a change. But one of the things, if you really want the wisdom of God, and man, I do. If you, if you recognize the need for it, if you desire it, and, and really this is one of the big keys to having it, is just wanting it. It's a huge key to it. How do I get the wisdom of God? Want it. Desire it. And one of the reasons that gives God access to fill you with his wisdom is because it's humility. It's humility to say, I need that wisdom because I don't already have it. That's humility. And God honors humility. One of the big reasons people miss a turn, you want to know why? You can't correct them. They're unwilling to make a change. Wisdom, if you really want it, then you better be willing and ready to hear some correction. You know, if all you or I ever hear, quote unquote, from God is what we expect to or want to, then you really have to ask yourself, am I really hearing from God? If all God ever, quote unquote, tells you is that you're doing everything exactly right and you're going exactly the right way and nothing's wrong and nothing needs to be changed, you really need to evaluate whether or not you're hearing from God or just more from yourself. Because there will be correction involved. There just will be. Some of these things I'm talking to you about, course correction for our own life and our ministry that came at the first of this year. I believe in the weeks to come, I can, I'll be at more liberty to tell you about it. But some of it had to do with some things I spent a good long time saying to people. And when I say that, I mean being on television and saying to people, God said this and this is what we're going to do. And God said it like that. Da, 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 da. And then I get this course correction and it's not exactly what I thought. Well, what's, what's happening? Jeremy's at an intersection. And wisdom is going, turn, turn, turn. And now I've got a choice to make. That way is not this way. And I thought you said go this way. And wisdom's going, turn, turn, turn. Now the Lord's helped me with it. He really has. He's shown me some things about it. Like I said, we'll get into more of it, I think, in weeks to come. But there's got to be a willingness to hear that. In the book of Hebrews, keep your place here. We're going to look some more at turning. But in Hebrews, turn with me. Hey look at uh, chapter 12. Why do people miss their turn? They don't like being told how to drive. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5 says, And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as sons. That says, My son, do not despise the chastening 
that could be the correcting, the correction of the Lord. Nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. Why? For the Lord, whom the Lord loves, he chastens, he corrects. And scourges, well, that sounds like fun, <clears throat> every son whom he receives. Don't despise, he said, the correction. And don't be discouraged when you're rebuked. Why? Because whom the Lord loves, he corrects. And again, he says here, <clears throat> he's talking to sons. So there is a element of our father's son. And when I say son, there's male sons, female sons. With our father-son relationship, just as there has to be correction from me to my son, there's got to be correction from our father to us, his children. If there's no correction between us, then two bad things are happening. One, we are missing out on a huge part of him as our father. There's a huge part of our relationship missing that we're not accessing if we're not open to correction. But what's worse than that? It's connected to it, but I think it's worse. There's a huge part of his love you're not receiving. Without being open to correction, there's this whole facet of the greatness of his love that you're not walking in. And you can only walk in with an openness to some correction. Even if it has to come in a rebuke. Or what was the other word? What was the one that sounded like so much fun? Scourging. Now, the scripture tells us this is not fun. This is not enjoyable. We know that. But you can come to the place where you love it. I know that sounds strange to you, but you can come to the place where you love it. And I remember as a young, young man, maybe late teens, early 20s, I remember saying to the Lord, I am so hungry to hear your voice, even if it comes in the form of correction. I just want to hear it. I just want to hear it. And guess what that gives him? Access. And whom he loves, he corrects. Don't miss your turn just because you don't want somebody else to tell you how to drive. And there are levels of this. There are levels of correction. There's instruction. They could come conversationally that can come in a message like this. And you got to be open to this correction. And you got to laugh sometimes when people say, well, I get my correction from God. And they're, what they're really saying is, who do you think you are? <laughs> right. And uh, that, that's just convenient, I think, isn't it? That, you know, just, I get it from God and nobody else. Well, part of getting it from God is listening to the people he's put in your life. I forgot where I was going with that. But um, part of the reason people are missing it, instruction. It, it, it comes like this, instruction from his word, instruction from his spirit. There's the next level of this that you could call correction. And it's perhaps more direct. There's maybe a more of a sense of urgency about it. But then there's a rebuke. Think about it like this. Think about it like wisdom's in the car with you, like we already talked about it. And wisdom says, <clears throat> now in about 
three or four miles, there's going to be a right-hand turn. So I want you to be watching for it. Now you're getting closer to it. You're about a, I don't know, quarter mile away. And you're still flying at 75 miles an hour. And wisdom says, there is a turn coming up and you need to take it. That's correction. You're going too fast. I'm getting ahead of myself here, but that's another reason people miss their turn. But now you're flying down the road and this turn's getting closer and wisdom says to you, slow down. What is that? That's correction. You're going too fast. There's a turn coming. But when you get to that turn and it's right there and wisdom says, turn now. That's a rebuke. And if the road in front of you is a cliff, you want a rebuke, right? I mean, if there is certain death right in front of you, you don't get offended. You raised your voice at me. You spoke to me in an, in an unpleasant tone. Well, the only reason the Lord had to do that is because you weren't listening to instruction. You refused correction. And now the rebuke came. But however the correction comes in any degree, can you be open to it? Hmm? Would you be so hungry to hear the voice of God that you're willing to hear it even if it's a course correction? I am. And I don't, I don't mean that in any kind of facetious way at all. I'm telling you with all sincerity, I want it. I receive it. No, it's not fun. At times it's embarrassing. But I would way rather my flesh be embarrassed than dead. Right? Thank you, Lord. So be open to this correction. Why? Because he loves me. And if we're not, if we're not receiving this correction, then there is a part of his love that we're missing out on. Somebody say, he loves me. He loves me. He loves me. Look at what happens when you receive or you turn when wisdom says turn. Turn at my rebuke. Again, verse 23. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you and I will make my words known to you. The spirit of wisdom being poured out on you and you knowing the word of God is the direct result of you turning at wisdom's rebuke. You want that? You want it as much as I do? The, the spirit of wisdom poured out on you? And don't forget when we're talking about this, we are talking about the very thing, one of the very things that marked the ministry of Jesus from the time he was a young boy. Really all we know about his life from 12 to 30 is that he grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and men. You know what I think that says a lot about? You grow in stature, that, that's your height, that's your physical body growing. And if, if all things are well, then that's going to happen. Growing in favor with God and men, that's the grace of God on your life. That word favor is literally translated grace in that same chapter in another place. But to grow in wisdom, you know what I think that speaks well of? Joseph and Mary. You don't grow in wisdom on your own. There had to be some instruction right? There had to be some steering. And the scripture says that right there in that place in Luke 2, that after they came and found him, after three days, 
Oops, you lost God. You better go, go find him. They found him and they brought him home. You know what the Bible says about Jesus? It says he was subject to them in all things. Jesus was an obedient child. So I, I don't know if I would go out on a limb and say they had to correct him or not. But I will say he followed instruction. And this so marked his life that he grew and he grew and he grew in the wisdom of God that when he stood up as an adult and preached the word to people, the, the very thing they stepped back and said is, what is this wisdom? Where does he get this wisdom? Even his critics, says, where, they, they would say, where does he get this wisdom? That same wisdom is still in the words of Jesus. And the same wisdom is available to us. But we need to be watchful over what it is that causes us to miss the turn when wisdom's crying out. Are you getting anything out of this? Is this helping? Why else does somebody miss a turn? One, they don't receive correction. They won't receive it. And what that's really an indicator of is pride. Sorry, I don't guess we're done with this one yet. That's an indicator of pride. That's an indicator that I know the GPS is saying, turn right. I think there's a better way. Oh, now, now I'm hitting home, aren't I, fellas? I think there's a better way. I know it's sending me this way, but I think there's a better way. If I just, if I'll just go straight here, and if I, no, I, I know a better way. What do you do? You turn it off, right? Because if you leave it on, it's going to keep trying to bring you back to that other way. Yeah. So you turn that off. Why? Because you know a better way. But that's pride. And pride will not follow instructions. Pride will not heed correction. And way back in the day, when you didn't have any of this technology to tell you where to go, and guys, all you had was your wife in the front seat asking you, are we lost? Do you know where we are? And you just keep going and going and going. No, I know right where we are. I know right where we are. You know what pride won't do? Pride won't stop. Pride will just keep going and just keep going and just keep going. When the very thing that you need to do to stop the madness and get yourself out of this lost mess that you're in is stop. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith. 